Yeah, man, you nailed it. You nailed it. Good, good, good. You okay, it. man. What? One, one take wonder right here, man. Never that. That's you it. always got that's, it in. So that's that's how <laughs> I do. That's do. what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do. Let's get it started. What's up, good people? This is Charles. I am Brandon Madison of Next Legacy Radio here with a guest. And, and when I got a chance to tap in and check out this man's music, I became intrigued. And uh, and I want to know more. And I want the people out there that's really wanting to listen to real authentic music at a time and a place where it's super crowded. But I want everybody to pay attention. Not just that. Just go support this man. I mean, you know, this guy's a gift. We got to appreciate the, the the music that's coming out, not just now, but also in the future. You can follow this man on social media at Daniel, D-A-N-E-O, 1010, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And I got my man, Danielle in the house on Next Legacy Radio. What's up, sir? Yes, sir. What's good, brother? Thank you for having me, man. Man, like I mentioned, man, the pleasure's mine. And I'm saying this publicly because, I mean, I feel like it needs to be said. Man, I appreciate the grind that you put now. Like, you still sound like your music. You sound like you're hungry. You sound like you got a lot to be able to tell the world in terms of your gifts. And I got to give you credit off top for credit's due for the work you're putting in because, you know, we got to give people their flowers here and now, sir, and that's what I'm doing today. Dude, I really appreciate that, man, honestly. Um, you know, for those who don't know, I've been steady grinding for decades, so there's a lot of music out there and a lot of music available, and as you mentioned, a lot of music coming, and I would agree with you, and I appreciate you saying this. I feel like the music that I've been making these days and that is forthcoming is just the best of my career. Um, I've I've gotten to a point where, um, I'm very clear on exactly what it is I want to say and feel that I've worked hard enough to get to a point where people should listen. So I thank you for even saying that, man, because, you know, it's it's been a long road, and it's one that I've remained very, very passionate about, man. I love this hip-hop. And, so, and you know, here and, we go. And I can sense that with, with the new music. We're going to talk about Cleanse My Soul in a minute. But yeah. let's go backwards for a second. Tell the sure. people out there how you got started doing what you're doing and uh, what motivated you to continue to keep pushing this grind, like you mentioned, for as long as you have. You know, brother, it's interesting because, um, you know, you mentioned Cleanse My Soul, which we'll get to, and it features Master Ace. And I've been a hip-hop fan, which feels like my whole life, but I discovered it at 10 years old. And 10 years old was around the time when Master Ace first bust off the Marley Marl Symphony posse cut. So artists like yeah. him, Big Daddy Kane and Cool G Rap, Rock him. Those are the artists that I consider like the, you know, holy trinity of hip hop lyricism. So as a kid, I got into hip hop and just, you know, fell in love and thought, this is for me. But even before discovering hip hop, dude, Thriller, <laughs> you know, when Michael Jackson dropped Thriller, I was a kid and I was like, that's what I wanted to do. So it wasn't until I discovered yeah. hip hop that I figured, I think I'm better at this than trying to sing like MJ. But um, just music has been my whole life. So I got into it. Sort of, you could say, I started my professional career as a 13-year-old who won a contest. In Toronto, we had a show called Electric Circus, which was a dance program that showed on Saturday afternoon television. But it was the home for a lot of live performances, um, including MCs from all over the United States and Canada. And they had a contest. It was an LL Cool J wrap-off because LL was doing his Mama Said Knock You Out tour. And for his show in Toronto, they were going to give away tickets. And the winner of the contest would get those tickets. That's how I got in, because I got in and won that contest. So the earliest footage available of me 
is me winning that contest as a 13-year-old in 1991. Anybody who wow. YouTube Danny O can't test me on Electric Circus will see me rock as a 13-year-old. Basically doing my best Big Daddy Kane impression possible. I had high top fade and everything. <laughs> <laughs> it's dope to still be able to see footage of, you know, you and your youth as far as where it began. And it's intriguing. You mentioned Marley Marr. You mentioned moments like Michael Jackson's Thriller. I feel like the symphony... Yeah was was one of those moments in hip-hop history that should never be ignored or overlooked or anything like that. Just the collaboration in itself, to me, was really the mecca of how it all started when it comes to that. Like, we already know the roots of hip-hop and how deep it yeah. runs, but yeah. when you when you offer collaborations of that magnitude, that's heavy. And the Michael Jackson thriller, I feel like, I feel like this, bruh. Like, I feel like... A lot of people, you know, growing up, because we were probably kids, right? You and I growing up just witnessing yeah. everything that just transpired with Thriller. Like, how did it reach so many people from 4 to 90 was amazing to see. And if you saw it live, you can, you can ne you're always going to remember certain moments or specific moments when it comes to that. And to me, that's how music should be molded and shaped as far as moments in time that will never go away, bro. I agree, man. And, you know, speaking on MJ, like one of the things that really intrigues me about the history of that album, which is the greatest album and biggest selling album of all time, is that apparently it was sparked from him getting uh, sort of snubbed at the Grammys for Off the Wall. If I, if I recall yeah. the story correctly, Billy Joel won Album of the Year over Off the Wall. Yep. And Mike set out to make the greatest album ever. So that was driven by his passion at a time where he felt like he wasn't getting the just due as a solo artist. He was now an adult and no longer the kid, lead singer of J Jackson 5. And that type of passion um, is what, in you know, again, I, I discovered him as a kid, but later as an adult, I realized, like, that's how Thriller came to be. Mike was on a mission, you know? And, yeah. you know, speaking of symphony and, you know, the artists that we mentioned, I agree. Hip hop is one of those beautiful things where collaborating with other artists is what helps grow the culture because there's so many different styles and MCs from all over the world that I got intrigued by those kind of records because on one song you had the opportunity to get into like four different MCs. And then, of course, some of yep. the best possible cuts throughout time. One of them for sure is um, self-destruction. Like the Stop the Violence yep. movement not only had a super important message, but man, you have all these different MCs on one track from Karis, one, you know, Kumo D to, you know, and, and Public Enemy. And like, to me, I grew up in a world where hip hop felt like it was a, it was about unification. It was about, you know, the upliftment of a people. And that's why I'm so focused on that with my forthcoming project, because in addition to having collaborations on it, that's the message. And especially in a world like the one we're living in right now, where it's, just, man, it just seems like there's so much um, animosity through lines of, like, you know, race and various culture and even political lines. Hip-hop should be that culture that helps save the day by way of saying, nah, we're not on it like that. Collaboration, unification, upliftment of a people, that's, that's hip-hop to me. Well, you just hit on something that I'll take it there, too. You know, as we will, you know, definitely continue to push the line. Daniel's my guest on Next Legacy Radio. The culture of hip-hop, you just basically broke down what I feel like is is very upfront when it comes to how you feel about it. I feel the same way. You just said it yeah. in a way I probably haven't said it or broken it down. But I'm going to keep it true and solid with you as we're dissecting it. 
it, it's still needed. The culture of hip hop is still needed. It's run rampant in terms of commercialized quote unquote success for a lot of people out there. A lot of people are doing right. it for the gram, for the likes, for this, Absolutely. for that. Everything that's not necessarily authentic, right? But right. here we are in a sense where we do still have pockets of people who still believe in the culture and believe in what it what it meant from way back in the, you know, mid to late seventies to how it is now as it evolved. It's still necessary because of what you mentioned and how uh, it, it's molded and shaped our lives and our careers, man. Like, I can't go a day without listening to some hip-hop or something like that or remembering moments in time where I first heard Roxanne Shantae or, you know, yeah. or whoever. You know what I mean? Like, it's to me, it's, it's still true to life when it comes to that. So, you know, continue on your thoughts when it comes to that because I feel like this, Daniel, we, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of weird right now in terms of the culture, mm-hmm. it's still, there's still somebody that can be able to break that barrier once again and be able to take it back to how it used to, though. There's still hope, though, in my opinion. I definitely think there's still hope, and I think maybe sometimes it's just the way we break it down. Like, even the way that you just flipped it where you're saying taking it back. I think some people misconstrue what we mean by that, and maybe sometimes we, even in saying that, you know, are, are, are misinterpreting what we even mean. And what I'm saying is there is still plenty of room for the boom bap, for the bars, yeah. for the lyricism, for the messaging. Like, there's plenty of room in hip-hop for that. Because remember, when we were growing up on this, as much as there was still public enemies and NWAs, there was also two live crews and, you know, like, yeah. you know, party, party music, Miami Bay. So all of these different elements of hip-hop culture or, of course, the music that we were pumping out and calling hip-hop, it represented varying sounds and styles and different, you know, messaging or what have you. Today, we're looking at it as if there isn't space for variety. Like, there isn't space for all of these different things. So I think sometimes we get misunderstood when we say things like, bring it back. And you can correct me if I'm wrong. This is your opinion, too, obviously. But when we say bring it back, I'm not saying change everything so that it's only what we grew up on. I'm saying, yo, leave, there's a space for this still. Like, don't just assume because this commercial record is really big or that sort of sound or that sort of style or trap or drill exists means we can exist. And I think that's the problem with a lot of the way that we are speaking on and delivering messages is that we're not trying to erase anybody. We're just trying not to be erased ourselves. There is plenty and, and, of room for all of this. Stop acting like hip-hop doesn't, you know, we're not supposed to have these like, golden era artists and this type of sound and messaging in our music. Leave their space No for doubt. It. We're still here. Yeah. No, no doubt. And, Daniel, there was a blueprint for that in the 90s. Think about it, man. Everybody was, in my opinion, winning. There was diversity yeah. so much in the hip-hop culture in terms of women were winning. Different styles, mm-hmm. the you know, everybody had Bay Bay Area music was popping. New every you know, the South was come on, man. You had all yeah. corners of certain sections and even international like like Germany, Australia, they were all dive they were all dived into the culture of, of the music that we were doing. So the blueprint was there. Somewhere along the line, once the two thousands hit, it got stagnant. And then social yeah, media yeah. popped off, and it really got to the point where it was crazy with just singling out specific people, and then they were running right. the gambit when, in terms of that. But you're right. I 1,000% yeah. agree with you. There's an opportunity. There's room. The blueprints were there. Everyone had that 
opportunity to be able to uh, showcase their talent and win. And, and and that's how I see it changing. When You're right. When I say go back, I'm talking about go back to a place where we were all embracing what the culture right. meant in terms of every style had a, a story to tell. And we were able to tell it because we had the platform to do it. Now we should still have a platform because social media has given us an opportunity to be able to do more, be more, put our brand out there for more people than we've ever had. And I just don't want, and I don't want people to ignore the fact that it's, it's there and it's still there. And it's, you know, and, and props up top again to you for at least continuing that passion that people have in terms of, man. Like, I know you want to try to make a living off this for the rest of your mm-hmm. life. And I know mm-hmm. there's a journey you got to fight for it. But also, yeah. we got to make sure that we give you room and invest in you like you are in us putting out your product. Exactly. And again, man, thank you for saying so, bro, because that's, I mean, you know, uh, up here in Toronto, uh, it's it's interesting because I've always had this sort of theory that there's this sort of inferiority slash superiority complex. Toronto is a massive city, fifth largest in the continent. So there's this superiority complex that, yeah, we're from, we're from Toronto, but it's also in Canada. So the United States right. often doesn't tend to pay any attention to what's happening north of the border unless Drake's doing it or something. And, of course, the world mm-hmm. now knows Drake. And here we are in Toronto going, yo, what about <laughs> we've been around for right, decades. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. hey, there's more happening up here. So most of us, you <laughs> know, we, 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 we have that independent hustle, and we're proud of the notoriety the city's ga- gaining, but we're also looking at it like that's not all Toronto's made of. There's, just, like the, just like the conversation we're having here about hip-hop, and there's so much more to it, that's how yeah. you know, Toronto is too. And a lot of people ask me, especially from the States, they go, oh, you're from Canada. What's Canada like? I'm like, you know how big Canada is? I don't know what's going on on the other side of the country. I've traveled there, but it's a very, mm-hmm. very different place. And what I'm saying is, to your point, there are so many different styles, sounds, and, and you know, different artists involved in this thing that there should be space for us all as long as we're open to it. And I think the problem, sort of speaking on some of the things you mentioned, the problem is that today a lot of people get into this whole art form or the business, for that matter, for different reasons than we did back then. It's not just about the music itself, but it's about the whole objective. See, that thing that I talked about earlier, getting into the game with that record called Can't Test Me as a 13-Year-Old, my entire Mm -hmm. mission in life, the song was called Can't Test Me. It was all about battling MC. That's all that I cared about as a 13-year-old. I'm the best MC was the message of the song. Back right. then, if you remember, you know, PMD was on crossover saying, still I haven't seen one rapper living comfortably. Why? Because yep. hip-hop in the early 90s still hadn't generated multi-billionaires the way it generates those today. So instead of trying to rock the mic and be the best MC, a lot of kids are like, Yo, this is my this is my meal ticket. This is how I'm gonna get on. Yeah. And being the yeah. being the best bar smith ain't it they don't care. They're literally saying right. we ain't about them bars. We're like we're trying to make money. So yes, social media, et cetera, the different ways in which they can get on and showcase themselves as having whatever they have to look good becomes the objective versus let me show you how dope I spit. And once again, mm-hmm. if that's if that's your version of your culture, cool, do that. But stop trying to say, this is the thing that irks me, stop trying to say there isn't space for the head who paved the way for this to even happen. Because I don't know if there's another genre of music or culture where older artists are frowned upon so often because yeah. of their long, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, that, that shit has got to go. 
that that's just got to go to me. And and that's why I try to make clear, and even some of the songs that I've written that are forthcoming, it's like, again, we have every right, just like elder statesmen in any kind of, like, culture, or, you know, even in the, we're here to educate you because we've been here, we've been doing it. So you might be doing it a different way, and that's cool, but don't even suggest that hip-hop from our era doesn't belong. And, you know, I don't have to tell you who, to, who, you know, some of the greatest MCs on this planet are north of 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So stop, right. stop acting like hip-hop and the world ain't large enough for us all to eat and for us all to have our space here. And so, you know, as someone who's been doing this since he was a kid, um, I work diligently to maintain that focus and that feel and that era. So my forthcoming records are very, uh, they're, they're bar heavy, they're message heavy, you know, the, the beat snap. It, it's a golden era boom bap feel for, uh, for the 2020. And no doubt. It's inv I invite everybody to be part of it as opposed to saying, look, this ain't for you. Everyone's invited to be part of this. You don't have to like everything. But it's because, and Carmen right. once said this, you know, if I don't like it, I don't like it. That don't mean that I'm hating. So if we can get over, you know, all these, these, these feelings about our opinions and know everyone's entitled to them, we can all eat. Well, I can respect that. Not only that, Danny O's my guest on Next Legacy Radio. I can, I can respect the fact that, you know, the invitation is out for everybody to consume the culture of music that should be authentic in its highest for form sure. with that passion that you definitely have and deserve to be able to pour it out. Because I feel like this. I mean, you're right. Not everybody's going to like everything. But you know what? Hey, I, I respect that passion. I respect what you got going on. But, you know, it, it's time to talk about Cleanse My Soul, man. It's coming out sure. what, February 9th, right? February yes, 9th? Yes, sir. That's right. And yep. it's featuring Master Ace and Century, right? So That's right. Yeah. How, how did how did all this come about, man? Tell, tell me about not just this song, but your collaboration mm -hmm. with Master Ace on this. And, uh, you know, what, what made y'all decide to get into the booth and make history? Yes, sir. Well, um, as we mentioned off the top, you know, I've been a, I've been a Master Ace fan since the symphony. So, um, you know, always wanted to, to work with him. But thankfully, I was able to make this happen uh, through my brother Wordsworth. I want to shout out Words because Wordsworth and Master Ace, they're part of a group EMC. Those are brothers. They continue to rate, make records together. Wordsworth is a legend in his own right. I work with Wordsworth on two different albums, one with the duo that I'm in, Perfect Strangers, and my last solo album, The Day It All Changed, has a record on there called Born to Be, featuring Pearl Gates and Wordsworth. So me and Words have been down for a minute. When I was putting this album together, uh, these records, I got in touch with Words to work with him and put it in his ear. I'm like, yo, man, I would love to work with Ace. Can you put me in touch with Ace? He's like, sure, hit him up. And thanks to Words, I was able to hit up Ace, and Ace being the, the professional and the, the mad cool dude that he was, was able to work it out with me. Uh, what was especially cool about it, too, like we've been talking throughout this interview, is this song did have, does have a message. And, you know, especially because it's Black History Month now, I thought this might be an opportune time to drop the single because I think one of the most, uh, you know, the craziest things to come out of the world of hatred and prejudice and bigotry and racism is self-hate. And I think self-hate yeah. in the black community is one of our biggest poisons. And I'll tell you straight now, straight up, the song starts off with me taking some shots at the attitude and act of Kanye West. I speak on the murder of Tyree Nichols at the hand of black cops. Like it has some very serious subject matter that's just only a taste of my forthcoming full length. And so Matt Face was down with that, put in his verse. 
And I have to shout Century, the soul queen from Toronto. This is like my fifth collaboration with her. She's one of the greatest singers I know. So mm -hmm. it is, uh, is hip-hop meets soul means, meets, you know, almost protest song because, uh, like we talked earlier, I think the timing of it, current state of the world, and then everything we said about hip-hop all falls in line with the, the creation of this record. So it was a blessing to have a part of it. And I'm looking forward to it dropping Friday and seeing what everybody thinks of it. Hey, I got a chance to hear it, um, consume yes, it. Not only that, run it back again and appreciate it. It's going to be on rotation on Next Legacy Radio when it drops, obviously. And uh, my, my take on this, man, is this. Uh, I feel like it is a proactive record for mm. the culture. And yeah, when I say proactive, you're not doing anything to, you know, the, the mission statement that you just put out there has been, you know, out there for the, for public consumption for so long now. Mm -hmm. This is a reactive record for this reason. It's reactive because you're not, you weren't anticipating, you know, anything going on. It's just how it's been. So for yeah. you to be able to dig deep and find, you know, something to be able to put pen to paper down and get in the booth and make this work and get the collaborators uh, on board with the vibe, to me, caught something to me, I felt like, you know what, mm. this man is taking it upon himself to remind people of their humility at the end of the day. And sometimes hip-hop does that, too. It's supposed to celebrate, but also it's supposed to be a, a thing of reflection as well, where people can be able to step back, realize, and recognize exactly what's what going on in our communities, in our worlds, et cetera, et cetera. Was that not the, was that not the message, pun intended, when when – Grandmaster mm. Flash and them did their thing. You know what I mean? Like, was that not it? Cleanse my soul is a self-reflection of that, bro. Bro, that's that's a that's a huge honor for you to even make the comparison because it's funny. As you were speaking, and literally right before you said it, that song crept into my mind, and I thought, yeah, you know, yeah. The the legacy of hip hop to me is in songs like that, where songs like The yeah. Message and, and there's so many others. I mentioned Self-Destruction earlier, uh, tons of different songs by Public Enemy. You know, the, the, the amount of things I've learned thanks to hip-hop. I learned about, like, what happened in Bensonhurst or the shooting of Amadou Diallo all through Public Enemy records or listening mm -hmm. to Ice-T or, you know, N.W.A., you know, the, the type of things that you learn about and hip-hop's ability to teach you about what's going on in the world and the fact that, of course, there is racism and prejudice that exists. To me, making a record like Cleanse My Soul is in keeping with the legacy of hip-hop that is meant to teach, that is meant to help us overcome and unite and understand. You know, like, this, I, I never intended, and I certainly don't promote it this way, Cleanse My Soul isn't like a Kanye West diss track. Cleanse right. My Soul is a, hey, you know, people, you know, there is such a thing. I mean, we've all we've all watched, you know, um, Django Unchained and watched, um, um, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, Stephen character and like, <laughs> or the Get Out film. And we always reference ways in which like black people lose sight of themselves. And it's a hard right. thing to, to you know, if, if we're going to overcome, like we talked about earlier, unity is such an important part of that. So this was a record I just thought that was so necessary, especially given the current climate. Um, I mean, man, the election you have going on down there this year. Yeah. Wow. Like, what, what is, you know, so, yeah, I, I think, it, it, like you said, and I appreciate it, songs like The Message and all of the different things that are happening in the world that can reach out to the rest of the world and let them know about. Not everybody knows everything. I'm sure there's a lot 
of, you know, my, I, got, I got forthcoming records about the gun violence situation in Toronto. Now, it's nowhere near, I'll be honest, it's nowhere near what it's like throughout the United States statistically. Right. But still, right. we have issues that we wish to overcome. Gun violence is one of them in our community, especially amongst the youth. Racism impacts us mm. all. And self-hatred, uh, to me, is one of the worst ramifications of living in a world where we view each other um, with prejudice first. So, yeah, man, um, I'm so appreciative of you even mentioning <laughs> records like the message in the same breath right. because... Again, that's 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 what I came up on, and that's what I continue to believe. Come on, man. We in lockstep with the mission, bro. Danny O's my guest on Next Legacy Radio, and it's important. And you hit you hit something that that you know what I'm saying is always has always been near and dear to my heart, which I always feel like as a unified. I'm talking about hip hop culture, like the culture comes <laughs> in all different shades, shapes, <laughs> ages, or whatnot, right? The fact of the matter is the, the the one thing that I see that is heavily flawed that can be corrected is if we all unify. You mentioned that earlier. And to me, yeah. it's nothing better than a collaborative. And I'm talking about not just music collaborations. I'm talking about business collaborations. I'm talking right. about just concert collaborations. I'm talking about just that particular part of the business it's something that we can't just talk about it. We got to put it into action, right? Even with marketing and radio, mm-hmm. like I started a radio station where music is played 24-7 and I control right. the content because That's I amazing. wanted to make sure that everybody had a chance to shine, not just our greats, but also the rising stars and the upcoming greats and everyone else that needs that marketing push as well. So as you're putting out your, your stamp, this time around. Like I said, I, I, I see you as a vet now in this game. You've been there, you've mm-hmm. seen a lot, you've done a lot, right? So yes, the sir. marketing strategy clearly has to change now that yeah. social media is playing a part of it. Radios are still important too, right? We still got to get it mm-hmm. out to the stations, not just this one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, firstly, let me just congratulate you on Next Legacy Radio because that's um, not only an incredible feat for the culture, but interestingly enough, it's something I kind of um, – even aspired to when I was young, because when I was first playing records at home, like playing my parents' records on the record player, I would do one of two things. Anytime I played a record, I'd either perform it, like pretend that I was performing live, or I'd pretend the DJ on the radio playing the song, because I've always felt, and I feel this way to this day, I literally had this conversation last night with someone, where I don't usually like having anyone else play music for me, i.e. listening to the radio, because they're not playing the records I would have played if I was listening to the station, you know? So if it were up to me, man, I'd be busting this record, this record, this record. And it's not just hip-hop, of course. I have a wide variety of music I love. So congrats on that. And as well, everything that you said, I second. I'm definitely of the mind, as you know from this record and the records that I have forthcoming, collaborating, showing support, shouting out homage. There is so much more that we can do that's super simple. Even, like you said, with social media, simple things like, uh, you know, reposting or, you know, anytime a project drops that you support, anytime any artist is doing something that you want other people to know about. And again, with respect to marketing, yeah, you're right. We came up, I can definitely say for me, I came up in an era before this even existed, right? So all Mm -hmm. it was, you know, I'm, we're printing records to be put in the shops and trying to get on TV. Now, of course, you have all of these different social media platforms. And this might be kind of funny. I only literally just 
establish a TikTok account. So thanks for shouting out Daniel 1010 earlier. Because, I mean, the whole thing, it's so hilarious. My TikTok is maybe two weeks old. And, and all it is yeah. now is, you know, every time I put something up, I make sure that the bars are captioned so people can, because that's what's happening, right? Yeah, everything you see right, on social media right. is captioned. So all of the conversations I've been having recently with people on my team is how to utilize social media slash what's the best marketing strategy we can uh, employ before the next record drops. Because to your point, that's absolutely correct. Yes, we've come up in this game and put a lot into it. But, yeah, plenty has changed, and we all need – there, there really has uh, – uh, been a lot of new different technologies, i.e. through social media and otherwise, that can help us get the music out there. Today, I can, you know, click a link on Spotify and send it to you so that you're playing my mm-hmm. new song. This is a long right. stretch for me, you know, sticking a CD or a vinyl in the mail to get it to you. You know, like, you have cleansed my soul because, you know, you, you were able to digitally receive it. So there is definitely, obviously, a new way to consume and also to distribute music and promote it. And we have to take advantage of that. I'm doing the best I can. Um, but that's why things like this mean a lot to me too, man. The fact that you'll do an interview and have me on your radio uh, uh, show is, yeah, radio is still going to always be a heavy part about how people get hold of the music and, um, and, and consume it, man. So I'm, a, I'm in agreement with you, and I thank you, because you're obviously part of the culture that's so important for us artists to get this music out there to the people. So congrats on that, and thank you. Man, I, I appreciate that. And, and like you, like, you know, two weeks for you for TikTok. It was last year for me when I, you yeah. know, I <laughs> uh, you know, doing radio for 16 years. TikTok came on the scene. You know what I'm saying? You know, sometime around, you know, maybe the last, you know, 10 years or if not less than whatever. But I'm like, eh, another social media thing. Not, eh, no, let me exactly. do it. I guess I'll do it. You know, and then, and then the, and then I, and you know what, Danielle, and then I was like, all right, cool. All right, do it. And then, and now it's fun. It's cool. It's, it's, it's necessary. Right. It's necessary for marketing. But let me say this, and I'm telling this not just to you, but everybody out there that's listening and will be listening. It is not the end all be all. I still want to go out yeah. in the public, go shake hands, go talk to Absolutely. real people. I'm not saying the people behind the computer is not real. There is some that's fake, but you know what I mean. I feel like it's super important for people to go out there and still match that energy that you put out on social media out there to the public because you never know. Not just who's listening, but you just never know who your next collaboration will be, not just on music, but on business, right? So that's why it's important for people to not just share that wealth, but to pass that on. And in terms of what you mentioned as far as just the effort and the, you know what, just, you know, we're we're just now getting to know each other, Daniel. So just really... Just really do some homework on Next Legacy Radio, and you're going to see, like, oh, okay, there's something for everybody. And not only that, it's not mm-hmm. just watered down, and it's not pay-for-play, or it's not some of that weird stuff that goes on in some of the, uh, right. you know, radio radio land, radio world type stuff. But, I mean, legit opportunity has come up and come because of, and it's just, you know, and it's just somewhere it's just like musically, I just want to pay it forward. So this interview, is a, you mm-hmm. know, you say it's great that you're on, Man, I, I feel like I owe you this because you out there grinding super hard for this, right? So it's my opportunity and my obligation to put this out there for the people that's not just listening to it in the States but overseas and then do it in a way where, you know, your name is going to be mentioned that people may not know. And they were like, oh, 
let me go check Daniel's information, his bio, his YouTube, his Spotify, his his social media stuff. All right, new fan, new supporter, Absolutely. probably a new business connect. You know what I mean? Like it's that simple. No, 100%. I mean, but it's got to no, be consistent, and it's got to be with authenticity. That you know what? It's not just a you know, fly-by-night situation, Daniel and I are just going to do this interview and let it go. Like, you know, we still got business to do. We still got a mission. And, you know, now we joined at the hip. You were Next Legacy alum now, not just for this interview, uh, but your music, bro. Proper. So, you know, that's proper, how we proper. roll over here, sir. That's what we do. Yeah, that's what it's about. I really appreciate that, and that's dope. I'm proud to be part of that family. And, you know, thanks for saying all that. I mean, for those who don't know, obviously, like you said, hopefully this is an opportunity for them to be introduced to me and to check me out. Um, yeah. forthcoming, my forthcoming album, uh, I mean, it's my sixth as a solo artist. I mentioned earlier I've been in the game since the early 90s, so I know that in spite of all that, there's going to be a ton of people going, who's this guy? And hopefully that's, right. you know, this is, this is something that'll intrigue them to, you know, to get to go back in history and check out all the stuff that I've done and then hopefully be intrigued for not just cleanse my soul, but the, the records to forthcome. And, um, yeah, Vigilante. Vigilante. Yo, I'm telling you, this, <laughs> it is, it's by far, it's by far my best album. And, and, you know, uh, this, as far as I'm concerned, great time to join the next legacy family and to have people maybe not, maybe surely discover me for the first time because yeah. Yeah, Vigilante is the greatest record I've ever made, and I would also argue the most important record I've ever made. So the timing is great. I thank you. And, you know, I also second everything that you're saying again, because in spite of this world, that's amazing that we can connect like this, be on social media, and we can all connect on the world, you know, with the world online. Nothing beats being there in person, like you said, continuing to do shows and network. I mean, shows are my favorite thing to do in my career. I've always loved rocking live. And, you know, I yeah. was recently doing some interviews about that specific aspect of the game because the interview was based on the fact that so many artists perform over their main vocals versus just allowing their live voice to be heard. I don't know how much mm -hmm. that's going on down there, but up here we see it, and it's like, mm -mm. <laughs> that's not what we're doing. <laughs> and there's just certain things we're not going to bend on. You know, you can do what you right. want to do, but it's an excuse to be lazy. So the bottom line is, you know, real MCing, still exists. It's like, you know, Rakim said it many years ago. To me, MC means move the crowd. So being yes. in front of a live audience, being in front of an actual person and not doing everything online is definitely a message I have for artists out there. Get out there and let people physically see you and hear you. And I'm definitely up on that, man. So I'm hoping that we get to do this in person one day, bro. Man, come on, man. You know, hey, you're just speaking nothing but uh, something that's going to wind up happening anyways, man. So you already yeah. telling the truth for the future, right? You know what I mean? Yes, so yes. listen, man, listen, I dig your vibe. Like, not just that, music and history. Like, you, I mean, you embody what I feel like everybody should pay close attention to. You know what I mean when it comes to that. So I'm going to do, do something real quick, you know, before you do an outro and sing your shout-outs and stuff like that. I'm going to let you do, you know, now, this is totally off script, so just go with what I'm talking about. Like, <laughs> okay. I need you to I need you to do, like, a commercial for yourself, di directing traffic to you, your social media, website, whatever. Um, and, and, and I will cut this up, and I will run it on a regular basis on the station all day because that's what I do. You know what I mean? Because I want people okay. to not just be um, – 
diving into the social media. I just need everybody to just go and get these listens, go get these clicks, go get these buys. I, I need people to go out there and buy this product, not just Vigilante, Vigilante excuse me, when it drops in April, but this uh, this project, this single. I need everybody to go get Cleanse My Soul, and I need everybody to yes, go sir. invest in Danio like he stocks, right? I need to go people, people <laughs> go buy stocks. Cleanse My Soul is a stock right now. I need y'all to go buy it. Just saying. So with that being said, Daniel, I need you to go ahead and just, you know, talk about talk about yourself. Tell people where to go, and um, and I will cut this up and I will put this out there as a commercial on Next Legacy Radio. Bam! There you go. Ah. Man, big respect. I can't thank you enough. All you gotta do is to spell it right, to hear it right. Go check me out online, Daniel Dan D A N dash E dash O. I know it's a weird spelling. Trust me. People, people be on me about it, but that's how it's spelled, D-A-N-E-O. If you go to dan-e-o.com, all right, dannyo.com is the website that connects you to everything. On social media, spell my name without the dashes because social media ain't about those dashes. Dannyo is D-A-N-E-O-1010. The number's 10 and 10. You can catch me on Instagram as well as TikTok, as mentioned, and Facebook. It's dannyo10 on X or Twitter. Those are all the social media. That's how you find me on websites and, of course, Spotify, Apple Music, and everywhere that you stream music, punch in Dan-E-O, and you'll hear all of Daniel's music, and I appreciate and love you for it. Yay, yay, that's what it is. That's what it is. Man, I'm cutting that thing up and putting that out there. I'll send it to you. You got it. You yes, nailed sir. it. I'm you nailed it. Oh, man. Daniel's <laughs> like my guest. Oh. No, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was saying, like you said, one take, right? That's how it is. Yo, hey, li- listen, listen. I ain't surprised <laughs> no more. I ain't surprised. I am not surprised. <clears throat> listen, before we let you go, before we let you go, I got to ask you, we, we talked a lot about history. We talked a lot about just, you know, culture of, um, we talked about your product as far as, you know, getting it out there to the public, consuming it and all things. You know, mm-hmm. I want to I get your favorite, I want to get your favorite decade of music, man. What's your wow. favorite decade of music? <laughs> you know, this is, this is a hard one for one of those last outro questions because I could go on for days about it. it. I mean, this not that it's not like a secret that I've been in the game a minute, but, man, I grew up, like, listening to 80s music. Like I told you, with Michael Jackson's Thriller is 82. You know, the, yeah. 80s, ra- the 80s raised me, and so... Music from that era, for sure, might be my favorite. As far as hip-hop is concerned, I'm probably going 90s. But if I'm allowed to sort of combine the 80s and 90s, I mean, you know, and that's even hard because my record collection goes way back and the 70s was banging too. So mm-hmm. if you're asking me to stick mm-hmm. on one, we're going to be here for a while going back and forth <laughs> yeah. trying to figure it out. I don't know, man, but you know, uh, take, take, take your pick from those three decades, man. Hey, listen, listen, you can't, you can't lose. You're winning with any decade you mentioned. You're right. You can't, oh, you can't sure. help but for pull sure, pieces man. of the 60s and 70s and the 80s and the 90s and all that stuff, right? Me personally, yeah. I, I, if I had to choose, I'm going to pick the 80s. I've said this all my, all yeah. my adult life and beyond for yeah. this reason. Diversity okay. was king in the 80s. Everything was so brand new as far as the hip-hop culture different yeah. types of music and things like that, yeah. diverse, right? I, light rock, yeah. heavy, whatever, right? But, yeah. but, yeah. Daniel, you're going to feel me, you're going to feel me when I say this. Music, music soundtrack to the 80s, bro. Music uh, soundtrack. Yeah. 
Come on. Come on. Uh, what are we you talking can't about? Rock. Purple Rain, Rocky Four. Come on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> Come on. Yeah. yeah, Back to the Future. Oh, man. There's, Come you know, on. It's, it's amazing. Everything that you said is completely true. And if I had to just, you know, stamp it, I'm going with the 80s, too, because some of our favorite artists, maybe the greatest ever, the, the Michaels, the Princes, et cetera, their greatest records were in the 80s. And you're right. The heyday of hip-hop really taking off. I mean, when you yeah. include the 80s in a conversation, you get to include It Takes a Nation of Men to Hold Us Back, uh, Straight yeah. Up Compton, Long Live yeah. Pain. You know, It Takes Two, even. like You know, those Whoa, kind of Come on. Like, yeah, no, the 80s is, yeah, you can't mess with the 80s, yeah. Let's go 80s. Come on. <laughs> made, I've made my decision. You heard it here first. I finally made it my decision. My next legacy radio, it's the 80s, people. <laughs> hey, I always ask that question. They I like always to, drop oh. those gems. And I'm always I, like, you know, every time I think about it, I could close my eyes and I could just remember those specific moments. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's not true. saying, I'm, I'm not not saying that the 70s and the in the 90s and the ones before and after is, is not because there's always memorable moments attached to that. But mm -hmm. it's just like I got a soft spot. I got a soft spot for the 80s decade. For sure. Bro. I do. For sure. I do. For sure. I, 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 do. I, I I'm ashamed I didn't mention this because I'm literally looking at my collection now. But shouts to Three Feet High and Rising and De La Soul starting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the 80s, the yeah. 80s is pretty. But I think this is true, though, for almost anybody and i heard this said once and i think it's true i think any era that you grow up in so whatever your age is the era where you grew up in and consumed music first and can relate it to your childhood is probably going to be I your agree. favorite era you know so i agree we, we we can't help it because i mean while we'll we'll probably both get on the witness stand and argue to the death that the 80s <laughs> is the greatest and it is because Let's be honest, you're not going to be able to contend with um, Thriller and uh, all these, the Hall and Oates albums and David True that. Let True that. and Culture. True that. Like, come on. And then when hip hop comes around with, you know, Boogie Down Productions and everyone else I mentioned yeah. earlier, like the 80s? Come on. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> come on, man. Hey, listen. It, it would be a great debate, Daniel, if you and I were lawyers representing the eighty decade of music. And we get another oh, and we get another and we get another pair of lawyers representing the nineties decade. Mm -hmm. Like we could go back and forth and I don't know what the judge is gonna come up with because they we can always throw our 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 content out there. They can throw theirs. They can throw memories yeah. of history as far as that goes and then you know, they can pull up memorable moments just like us, man. It's crazy. It's, sure. I, I, I think about I mean, that, and I, man. We need to make a we need to make a documentary on that, like a true, like a true, yeah. true to life type of stuff, man. Just go back and yeah, forth. Man. That would be super if dope. It, if it was, if it was in like, if it was an MMA match or something, and the eighties was, big, yo, they would be beating <laughs> each other up. There'd be there'd be shots there'd be shots you'd be taking like oh they're gonna hit us with that record or that record yeah nineties R and B and nineties hip hop is oh, oh, my daughter oh. she's into it like it'll it'll smack us around we'll be hurt we'll be hurt trying to defend it oh. like I'm not I'm not saying we lose I'm saying we'll take a beat it's a great it's a oh, great yeah, era we, of music a great we, era it will be a pummeling <laughs> it will be a pummeling on both sides. Straight it's up. Rocky Straight and Apollo up. Creed. God, God, God bless, God bless uh, Carl Weathers. God bless you. Rest no doubt. 
but but Rocky versus Apollo, where they're both destroyed at the end of the fight, both go to the hospital. Come on. That's the eighties versus nineties in, in music. That's that's come <laughs> on, man. That's what it is. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Danielle's yeah. my guest. Next Legacy Radio, and then final man, I'll let you do your shout outs, bro. Sure, man. Yo, the first shout out I want to say because I got people in LA. Super huge shout to my brother. Big Kish, who's down there and doing his thing huge in the world of voice acting. Uh, shout to Eric Bowser as well. Those are two brothers from Toronto who are, who are super huge um, in the voice acting world in L.A. Um, I also want to say, if, if, I, if I may, I am such a huge fan of the West Coast. I cannot tell you how, how much I rinse off. Uh, DJ Quick and Sugar Free and hey. um, man, uh, 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 oh man, there's so many artists. I just saw Souls of Mischief out here. Um, so shout out to the West Coast and everybody out there doing the thing, man. I grew up on your music too, Snoop, N.W.A. Drake. Like we love y'all out here. And um, to everybody listening right now, man, please continue to support uh, Next Legacy Radio, where it's obviously the real deal. And if you want real music and you want to discover new artists and everything that the culture uh, is meant to be, keep it locked. Uh, big shouts to you, too, my bro, Charles, man. Thank you, man. This was such an honor and a pleasure. Man, uh, again, like I said, man, I got I to gotta give you your flowers, man, because I know it's a, it's a hard grind putting out the music. A lot of people will say, hey, you know what, and, I, and I've said this before in plenty of interviews, you know, a lot of people look at the three-minute, three-and-a-half-minute record that's out there yeah. right now, but it takes more than three minutes to put that record together. It's a lot of writing. It's a lot of, you know, back and forth. Man. It's a lot of studio work. It's a lot of time. So that three-minute record may have taken a year in some cases. You know what I mean? Man, so a lot of people got to realize the grind for that. Yo, you said it. Let me tell you, Cleanse My Soul happens to be, arg not arguably, it might. it's the most expensive and long process. Uh, a record of my personal career. One of the things we did, I'll just shout out Century for this, and I definitely, and I meant to do this earlier, I want to shout out my brother Charisma, a.k.a. Skiz, who's the producer of the song. Because he was so adamant about how big this record was going to be, because we got Master Ace on it, you're saying this important mm -hmm. stuff, and da-da-da. We went through about four choruses before we landed on the one that made the final record. So yeah. everything that you just said is so true. We went back in the studio. I forgot how many times to, like, fix this, fix that, arrange this, clip this, and turn it into something else. Arrangements, you're, you're right. It is a process, and anybody out there mm -hmm. who really cares about their music is going to, you know, put the work in to make it perfect. You're right. Three and a half minutes is the, is the final product of, months and months and to your point yeah this, my forthcoming album was a few years in the making man. so there you yeah go. it absolutely thanks for pointing that out and i, I appreciate that because we did there put a lot into this there you go and off top yeah. you know wishing you all the success moving forward and uh appreciating the years of work that you put in and you know i got your information i'm gonna make sure you pass on the minds following you on social media all that stuff it's deeper than yes, that, sir. but you and I, we're going to stay connected. Um, we're going we're gonna, to uh, do future collabs as far as what we, uh, what we plan on doing. Like I said, just, just absorb Next Legacy and all that it stands for, and you're going to see that it's definitely, you know, I always say we are a radio station for the people, and, and I say that with all sincerity. Like, you know, it literally is. And, um, you know, again, Daniel, rotation, cleanse my soul, was out on the ninth. I need everybody to go support, get 
uh, and pass it on to others so they can be able to, uh, you know, consume what I feel like is reactive and timely music that is a legacy. So, Daniel, I appreciate you, bruh. Man, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Yo, we are definitely doing this again. I guess there's a lot. Cleanse My Souls is the tip of the iceberg of this vigilante project. Much more is on the way. So we're going to get up again soon. Thank you for this. This was an honor, man. Come on. Come on, Daniel. We're about to do a, a vigilante uh, house party where we're going to spin that ah, thing on the radio live. Let's and, go. Uh, you know, let, let people creep in, man. I mean, you know, I got stuff off the top of my head. But like I said, this is just the beginning of our collaboration as far as partnership and um, working towards everything. But like I said, you, you, you come with a, a dope-ass resume. And not only that, you know, I, I know who's behind you. Shout out to, uh, you know what I'm saying, your, your team. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of years in the making. So, you know, like I said, man, the, the pleasure is mine, man. Just keep grinding, bro. So, you know, you're going to get that support here always. means a lot. means a lot. Looking forward to continuing this with you, man. I got you, Danielle. Let's go. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Big shouts to Urban right. for dropping this one for me. Cleanse my soul, baby. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, man. I'll be in touch. Okay. Sounds good, man. Thanks again. Much love. All right. Much love. Peace.